Hello. Hello. Welcome to the show. Eurovision final tickets sell out in 36 minutes. Pretty impressive. Tickets for the Eurovision Song Contest live final sold out in 36 minutes. Nine events around the UK after some fans were faced with error messages and holding screens. It would be fun to go, wouldn't it? It's long, though, isn't it? It is long. Mm. It's a long thing, isn't it? It's even long when you watch it on telly in the comfort of your own home. Uh, but loads of fun. Birdie is Bookie's favourite to rep uh, UK at Eurovision. The Bookie's favourite to represent the UK at Eurovision 2023 is Birdie, the singer-songwriter who became famous in 2011 for her cover of Bon Iver's millennial indie kid anthem, Skinny Love. I have no idea what any of that means that I just said mm. at all. I don't know who Birdie is. I don't know who um, Bon Iver is. I can't remember Skinny Love. Uh, and I don't... Un- oh, it's Bon Iver. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> But it's spelled Bon Iver. There's a place called Iver off the A40, and it's spelled like that. And Bon is a separate word. So I'm going for Bon Iver. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Unless you know, unless you're at the meeting. I'm with you, Chris. It's Bon Iver, isn't it? Yeah. Bon Iver, you are with me. Which is nice. Um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And Fridays. Yeah, yeah, great. Girls to be offered equal sports in schools for the first time in a bid to cement Lioness's legacy. And this is an International Women's Day story, isn't it? That's, that's why it's there. Girls and boys will be offered the same sports in schools for the first time the government has announced, following a campaign by I to ensure the Lioness's legacy translated into better PE opportunities for schoolgirls. I was thinking about lions over the weekend because we saw a lion, an actual lion, and we heard it roar. It was so loud. So loud. Have you heard it? It goes inside your bones, doesn't it? So you've heard a real lion. Yeah, yeah, and you just feel it inside you. It's the loudest thing, (laughs) isn't it? I mean, I've actually heard a couple of explosions um, in my life, real explosions, Uh Uh, and they are, they are, I mean, they're just ridiculously loud. We once fired a cannon on the big breakfast, and that was the loudest thing I've ever heard. Um, that without question in my life that's the loudest thing I've ever heard it was so loud and because of the compression on the telly you know we watched it back after the show was over we all went to watch it back saying how oh, loud is it on the telly went, because all the sound mm. is compressed but it set off every car alarm within like a mile of the studio it was it was so and it was a really small cannon it was a really small one why, why did you fire a cannon what did you aim it at yeah well we had a, we just had a guy in who who sort of curated and collected cannons. He was a cannon person. Did you hit something with no, a No, it was a blank, wasn't it? It was a blank. Why would you want to fire a cannon at someone? Well, I wouldn't see how far it would go. Who have you got in your sights today? <laughs> it's very feisty today, Rachel. I like it. It's going to be interesting. No, but I was thinking about lions over the weekend and then I was thinking about lions yesterday because a friend of mine talked about uh, a monotard. A monotard. A, a tard. A monotard. Like a leotard. Yes. But a monotard. Yes, that's what it is. So it's it's the mono version of the leotard. Um, I think it might be, um, what's uh, what's his name? Where's, um, you know, the Borat. green. Borat. Borat. That's he, a mankini. That's a man, yeah, but I th- that's what he calls it a mankini. Or right. A, but I think that's a monotard. I think that's okay. actually officially a monotard. And when your, your friend was discussing buying one? No, or? no, because he wears one for his sport. What's his sport? I don't know. I didn't. I was scared to ask. <laughs> I think we need to know what the I sport think it is. Might be Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I think he wears it underneath his. I don't know. Anyway, the point. I said martial art of some sort. He wears a okay. monotard, um, and I'm thinking, oh, monotard leotard. And then I just started thinking about the word leotard because it has leo in it, which mm-hmm. is you know, is there's a lion aspect to the to the to the word leo. So I found out. I thought, why is a leotard? You know, because then I thought, what does tard mean? 
Because obviously Leo means lion, and if you're wearing a leotard, you could do quite liony things sometimes, mm. like an acrobat or a trapeze artist, something like that. So I thought, oh, so so you're a lion something? Because I'm I'm fascinated by words. You know, I'm fascinated by words. I think they're really interesting. So I went to look up the etymology of leotard, thinking, well, I know the lion bit. It's the tard bit I'm now interested in. Tard means late, doesn't yeah. it? Tardy. Tardy means late. So can you be? Why would you be wearing? Why would you be a late lion if you're an acrobat? <laughs> Because that's where it goes with me. But leotard isn't made up of um, two words in Latin or anything. It's named after a trapeze artist, a French trapeze artist called, I think his name's Jean Leotard. Um, Jules Jules Leotard from the 19th century. Um, And it's named after him because it's what he wore. (laughs) Are you sure that your friend was talking when he was talking about his monotard (laughs) about clothing? Because I just looked up monotard, I'd quite like to see one. Right. And it turns out it's a diabetes medication. It's insulin. Yeah, no, but it's definitely a leotard as well. Because <laughs> he talked about, he talked about, unless he's yanking my chain. But the, I don't really care, because yeah. it gets us to the <laughs> yes. fact that a leotard isn't named after a late lion. It's named after <laughs> Julie Tard. It was, late again, lion. It, it was anything but a late lion. <laughs> anyway, that's the, that's how, you, get, you get a story about the lionesses. We have, so you dive into the curiosity of anything. Yeah. And it's just really interesting, isn't it? I love it. What else is going down? Um, Greg's. Anything but going down. Greg's going up to open 150 shops and extend opening time. Greg's certain Greg's outlets are going to go 24/7, so you can Happy get days. you can get brown food all day long <laughs> <laughs> and all night. Oh, and all night, which is how Ben and Jerry's sort of. Yes. Yeah. Mm. The Ben and Jerry story is amazing. You know the Ben and Jerry's munchies. It's the munchies. It, it's the mun- it, they they recognised. Uh, ben and, ben, they recognised a man, Ben and Jerry, you know, um, they came from a certain culture and they were in a certain uh, geographical location. It's all in their book. Uh, and um, they discovered, they basically, they didn't have so much a hotline, you could call their cold line. And um, people called it mostly at about between 2am and 4am in the morning wow. to inquire about ice cream, <laughs> where they lived in the student it's great. It's cool, isn't it? Oh dear. Uh, well, it's, loads more stuff going on. So much going on. There's so much going on. Felix is here with coffee. Hooray! Yay! Never more welcome than today. Thank you, Felix. Today on the show we have Natalie Imbruglia, and she's going to be talking about her International Women's Day special show, which is on the station. Felix, don't go anywhere because I'm getting on to you now. Um, and Zach Braff is in today. Now, Zach Braff, Hollywood writer, director, also huge star in Scrubs. Um, he's also in the um, prequel to Tilly's favourite film, um, Cheaper by the Dozen. But he's not in Cheaper by the Dozen 2, which is her favourite film. He's in Cheaper by the Dozen 1, which isn't called Cheaper by the Dozen 1 because the pre- you, it's just Cheaper by the Dozen, yeah. Yeah. isn't it? Anyway, Zach Brown, I think he's six foot two. Now, I've, I've been saying I'm six foot two for ages. So if he's taller than me, I'm not six foot two. I'm shrinking. I, I keep saying that I'm six foot. If anyone asks me, I'm six foot. I'm I six think, foot. I think you are six foot. Yes. And also, you know, we've got one of those... Um, one of those, how tall are you? I'm as tall as a, you know, baby giraffe, or I'm as tall as a, one of those um, things yeah. up, up on. And I mean, you could measure your kids and their friends and stuff. Yeah. And I'm absolutely fastidious. No one's allowed to do that in shoes. But no one checked the checker. So even though I'm like in charge of that, and I do oh, mine in checker. shoes. Of course you would. So I got an extra centimetre min. <laughs> but Zach Braff, because you're, you're taller than any of us on the show, yeah. aren't you? You're six foot four. Apart from Stuart. Stuart. 
Yeah. Here, he's not on the show. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's technically yeah. well. He's he's part of the gang. Uh, is he's he six t- four. I, I, I he my, says he's six three, but I think he's six on four. On my Tinder profile, I put six four. On everything else, of course I you put, do. You put <laughs> six <laughs> on your Tinder profile. You put sixteen four. <laughs> yeah. They measure me in hands. I'm like a horse, man. I'm so tall. Uh, good. Anyway, Zach Braff is uh, six. They reckon he's six foot two. We'll find out later. Back, back. Yeah, uh, yeah, that'd be nice. Um, okay, so loads of things to talk about today, as well as what's going on in the papers, of course. Um, Vassos is laying down the gauntlet. Here's a challenge. Vassos mentioned something to me today as he entered the studio, and I said, that's the best invention I've ever heard of. Back in the, on the Big Breakfast, back in 92, 93, 94... When I was part of the team with Gabby, Rosalind, Sig and Zag, we used to do Invention Corner, and it was every Thursday, I think it was. And we just used to have it was in a way it was sort of a precursor to Dragon's Den, I suppose, um, because some of the things we featured went on to be unbelievably commercially successful. And we always had the invent whoever'd come up with them, we always had them on. And some had patented things, and some hadn't patented things. Um, but this would this would be a candidate for Invention Corner. It's if you know of a better invention than this or you have something in your house that's better than this or something in your life that's better than this or something in your imagination that's better than this by the way I'm reading a great book at the moment called The Imagination Muscle you should get the guy who wrote that on he also happens to be the managing director of Condé Nast Everything so he's the guy who gave Edward Enninfeld his job Oh, and he writes books You know, people who've got amazing jobs who also find time to write books in between <laughs> and have a life how's yes. that work? Yeah. how's that mm. work? Andrew Marr was always doing that, and his books were really thick. He's on the telly all the time. When does he write his books? Mm. And they were really well researched as they well. I mean, really, they had to be. They were proper books, not like Vast and Mine. Uh, so we can talk about that. Also, yesterday, I was introduced to the noble art of urethral milking. Oh, how was your urologist appointment? Well, that's what I'm talking about. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for asking a needless question as I'm already talking about it. It's only because you wanted to get your heated wallpaper chat on the air straight no, away. No, it's not. I was giving you a springboard <laughs> and you decided that it was a speed bump. Incidentally, why are they called speed bumps? If anything, they slow you down. <laughs> because they're actual bumps in the road? Because they're supposed to... Yeah, they should bumps. be called slow bumps. <laughs> slow down bumps. <sighs> Yeah, I think you should uh, go. Why don't you go back to the serpentine and have you swim? Because he, did, he didn't have his cold water swim this morning. And he, he, he said, I was just giving you a springboard. I was already in the air doing somersaults. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone needs a springboard. Oh, Rachel in Snowy Hinden, long time listener, first time texter. We have Snowy in Wiltshire. She says, listen to this. I'm supposed to be taking a group of Nordic walkers out today, but I'm not sure. Then... <laughs> You can't. This is de- ideal. You can't declare a snow day and cancel your Nordic walking day, Rachel. That's not on. Yeah. If that's the case, you're not really into Nordic walking. She does say, but I reckon we'll go sledding instead. You can't cancel Nordic walking. Anyway. Uh, right. It's seven thirty-three. There was a moon, a big moon last night. Yeah. Check it out on Instagram. Have you, have you zoomed in? Yeah. What do you think? Amazing. So it is, isn't it? Mm. Um, I'm not sure anybody landed. Anyway, uh, at Virgin Radio UK, uh, at Chris Evans TFI, zoom in uh, to a little still photograph that I took yesterday over Marlow. Um, it was called a worm moon on moon last night. It was a really big, bright moon. It looked like the sun, um, depending on your on, on your perspective and uh, the time of the day that you spied it. There's a beautiful moonrise yesterday. Do you know why the worm moon's called a worm moon? No, go on. Because... Um, 
she is the moon that softens the ground for the worms to do their thing. Because nice. she's at the right angle to do that with her gravity Fantastic. and her power. Isn't that great? Yeah. That's why she's called the worm moon. The Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Cinch. Cars without the faff. It's 7.34. This is Virgin Radio News. The UN says it is very concerned about the people the UK will be turning away under its new illegal migration bill. The policy would see anyone who arrives via small boats detained and then sent home or elsewhere and not allowed to claim asylum, even if their claim is legitimate. Girls will be granted equal access to all school sports as part of a package of measures unveiled by the government following a campaign by the Euro-winning Lionesses. Schools in England will be told they must deliver a minimum of two hours of PE each week and that girls and boys should be able to play the same sports in lessons and extracurricular clubs. A weekly weight loss injection has been approved for use by the NHS in England. It's called semaglutide and makes people feel fuller so they eat less. And the Met Office has warned of significant disruption as parts of the UK could see up to 40 centimetres of snow today as a cold snap from the Arctic sweeps across the country. That's your news on Virgin There's Radio. There's lots of semaglutide uh, news in the paper today. Is it because of this? Yes. OK, because Elon Musk has been so talking about it. Yeah, Jeremy so Clarkson started taking it. It's a treatment that's very popular in the US and yeah. it's been much talked about among celebrities. What's been approved in NHS England is for use among people who are already in NHS weight loss clinics who already have additional health issues, but they are saying that it would just be for a maximum of two years. Yeah, so you can get it privately then because people are over yeah. here, aren't you know? I mean, but if you if you do work, so so it's um its efficacy is because it makes you feel so it recreates a hormone in the body right. that we produce when we eat, so right. it makes you feel like at your full, right? So, so you're not hungry, like have it like drinking a glass of water. Yes. So you could do that if you wanted to. You could try that. Yeah, why don't you do that, everyone? Richard and Windsor says, not enough snow for a snow day, but definitely enough to cause absolute chaos in school. Hard hats and high vis at the ready. Please pray for all us school teachers. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? When you caught, not between rock and a hard place, but between uh, a snowball, a snowman and a snow day, but it doesn't quite happen one way or the other. Steve from Cambois. Is that Cambois? Anybody know how to say that? K, sorry, C-A-M-B-O-I-S. I've never seen that before. Cambois. Camboys. Camboys in Northumberland. Have you heard of that before? No, but we've got Cheshire boys. I like it. Which is spelt B-O-I-S. Oh, yes, of course you have. Yeah. Yes. Um, hello, Chris. Yesterday we woke up to two to three inches of snow. Today, nothing at all. Snow's gone, but it's minus three. Well, therefore, the front became a band, didn't it, then? So the, the band of weather is, has moved down here. So we're getting the snow. Now, it's not as cold as, as up north. It's very blizzardy down here. The snow's sticking in parts. and Not in London because we are radiated. We're sort of super radiated, so we're a bit warmer. Wasn't quite sticking in Marlow, but you had sticking snow yesterday. Yeah, well, because Vassos had said to me that he and Caroline were going to have date day out my direction. Right. So I'd suggested a few places they could go. That's nice. And then, um, and then I texted him. Well, when I woke up from my nap and could see a blizzard outside my window, I texted him going, oh, please tell me you're not caught in the snow. Did you go? We didn't because I, one of the reasons we didn't go was because we thought, well, why would we go north when we're only just south of the, the snow blizzard? Right. So we went southwest, actually. Good choice. Where, where did you go? What did you do? We went. We went on a walk. We haven't been on a walk for ages, and we were going to go to Black Park Country Park. Yeah, yeah, where they fell in part of the Forbidden Forest in Harry Potter. Nice. Um, and oh, it, Eli would love that. There you go. Okay, that's a done deal for the weekend. Yeah. Instead, oh, it's great. It's got a great cafe. All right. Instead, we well, we had a bit of a chat with Matthew. We had a like it was one of the chats with Matthew. Oh. He sort of uh, appeared home at eleven o'clock. He's like, Matthew. 
you know you're meant to be at school. Right, we're going to Starbucks. We're going to have a little chat. So we had a chat with Matthew, right. which sort of curtailed our day a bit. But I think a productive one. And then we went to Wimbledon Common and Wimbledon Village. Nice. Uh, Christine in Tafswell, South Wales, says, Morning, Christine Gang. We moved into our forever cottage on Friday, so this is our first uh, forever snow day in our new cottage. That's oh. nice. Oh. Because if you get in and the right... it's ro- a cottage. Yeah, if you get in the right snow, it's Christmas card day, isn't it? You've got to, you've got to go down, um, you know, down down the path. Um, I mean, what you, I suppose what you need to do is go out the back door Go out the back gate all the way round. I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm just seeing you have a dry stone wall. That's what I'm seeing yeah, in my head. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then if you go back into the front, in front of your own house, having not uh, left any marks, traceable or photographicable footprints or tracks mm-hmm. in the snow, very moonlike, um, and you take a photograph of your cottage. Um, that's your that's your Christmas card, isn't it? Done. And we didn't think this was coming, did we? You know, uh, Wednesday, March the eighth. I don't think it was coming because a couple of weeks ago it was very warm. Do you remember it's fifteen degrees? T-shirt weather. It's going to be again next week. So Is it? next week, the you know, as we come into work, uh-huh. the coldest it's going to be. It's seven degrees and highs of 14, 13. So it's only it's only this week, folks. So Cheltenham breathing a huge sigh of relief. Cheltenham Festival next week. Imagine how it had been this week. Mm. What are they saying about... Because uh, TalkSport's all over the Cheltenham Festival. Of it's like they're already there, yeah, but they're, they're not there. They're talking about it a lot. Yeah, I mean, their bums are still in the studio, but their hearts and their heads and their livers are yeah. actually already in Cheltenham. <laughs> yes. Is that right? Uh, exactly. Oh, okay. Exactly. Looking forward to their very long, very liquid lunches that they enjoy at the festival. And what they said about the weather is, well, it's going to rain. I mean, yes. that could that could affect the uh, that could affect the going. And what the experts are saying yes. is, if, if you if you look at a weather app uh-huh. and you see you know whatever's forecast and you don't like it, just keep looking at weather apps until you get the right forecast. Is that what you did when you were looking for footprints on the moon? <laughs> just keep looking for the right site that gives you the right answer. Look, here's the thing. Here's the thing. In the last ten years or so, yes. we've had really good, really good, like high def, you know. Telescopic. What you mean? Photog- since Neil Armstrong has no longer been with us, which you didn't even know. Since the late two thousands, <laughs> he he died in twenty twelve. Neil Armstrong, you <laughs> know, you Googled it. High definition photos <laughs> taken by the Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter yeah. of the Apollo landing sites have captured the descent stages and the tracks left by the astronauts. We can also we photographed the flags. Five of them, five of the six flags planted, the American flags are five. still there. It's like they were selling them, wasn't it? It's like they set up a kiosk. The exception is that of Luna 11. Please exit the moon through the gift shop. It's sort of laid, it's flat on the surface since because it was blown over yes. by the um, the ascent propulsion system. <laughs> was it? Yes. What do you mean, was it? <laughs> by the wind. <laughs> I can't believe. Uh, by the way, you are one in four people in the UK doesn't believe that. We put a man on the I moon. I didn't say that. I didn't say I don't believe it. This is really... That's that's not... I didn't say I don't believe it. I said I used to believe it. I said, now I'm not so sure. I didn't say I don't believe it. You keep saying I don't believe it. Mortgage either way. Did what? we or didn't we? Definitely we did, according to this new information you just given to me right now. Thank you for clearing it up. Thank you. Mike and Exeter. My wife, Philip and I are doing the Exeter Half Marathon in May and have a training run scheduled for this morning. I love the expression, if it ain't raining, it ain't training. I like that yes, so yes. much. <laughs> I actually salivated at that text. Mm-hmm. I actually, a little bit of spittle, <laughs> ca- spittle came out of my mouth. It's such a great phrase. Mm-hmm. But what do you say if it's snowing? We'll come up with something. If it ain't raining, it ain't training. Um, if it ain't snowing, you ain't going. Get, get going, yeah. Don't get going. <laughs> Something. Well, how about what I just said? Yeah, yours was good. Thank you. <laughs> uh, very chilly, but we'll get it done, says Mike. And next, it's uh, Chutland Racetrack. 
to Storm Charts, the famous chart that Raw has been turned into a music track that is being tipped to top the charts. Can we um, can we hear that, please? As the studio falls apart. The studio's had enough of this show. Mm. It's just your desk. Um, <laughs> by the way, if you do like the show or if you want to check that you really don't like the show, we have a brand new podcast available from 10 o'clock every morning. It's called The Chris Evans Show. It's not this show. It's 40 minutes to, to an hour and a half-ish, depending on uh, what's going on on the day. Uh, uh, if you, so if you have an hour's workout at lunchtime and you want to hear something upbeat and chipper and positive, uh, take us with you wherever you go. Or if you're on a drive, uh, The Chris Evans Show, now available as a podcast from 10 o'clock. It's not the show, okay? It's not, it's not a rewind. It's not a, a listen-again thing. It's his whole own thing. Eddie Izzard announces name she's wanted to use since age 10 saying I'm going to be Susie comedian and aspiring politician Eddie Izzard has announced a new name she says she's wanted to use since childhood it's Susie and Susie Izzard is on the show tomorrow to talk about that and many other things as well Cheltenham in one they're off this is called the Cheltenham Roar by DJ Cuddles Jump number one. Well, that's enough of that. Uh, Bristol named Britain's pothole capital where nearly 80% of roads need improvement. Uh, because this weather will create more mm. potholes, won't it? And more sort of cracks and schisms in our roads because that's what happens, isn't it? Um, because um, the you get cracks because of the cold, don't you? That's what happens there. And then the whatever's happening weather-wise usually um, thaws out and then the water gets underneath and then you've got issues basically forever. Um, it seems that we have issues forever. I wonder if they could... I wonder if there's something better than tarmac. I mean, Tarmac did all right. Tarmac Adam. Were they the Tarmac Adam family? Is that why it's called Tarmac? I don't know. Come on, Mr. Google. Okay. <laughs> I, I, it, it makes sense. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's just a question. All <laughs> uh, right. Barbara, 85, proves age is just the number as she sets 10K PB. This is so inspirational. One grandmother has proven age just is a number after setting her personal best time in a 10K race for charity. Barbara Thackeray celebrated her 85th birthday in a unique way by completing the Run Northwest Trafford 10K on Sunday to raise funds for St Anne's Hospice. Despite being the only person to run in the 80-plus category, Barbara finished the race in a personal best time of 85 minutes, much to the delight of her family and supporters. She's raised over £2,000, and she still has a Just Giving page. So it's, uh, just look at, if you want to give her some money, Barbara Thackeray and Just Giving, if you can do that. And um, 10K in 85 minutes is six miles in 85 minutes so she's 30 minutes something a mile which is pretty good it's got you know i've finished marathons in 13 plus something a mile and still you know ended up in under five hours so well done to her that is absolutely awesome answer so uh, tarmac, tarmac gets its name from john london mcadam yeah who first introduced his unique macadamizing method in 1820 the tar part of tarmac yeah. comes from the extra layer that a businessman named extra Edgar Purnell chose to add to Macadam's macadamised pavement. It's crazy, isn't it? So if you come up with a, a process, which is basically a chemical process, mm. isn't it, I suppose, and, and you say, well, well, what is that? What are you doing there? And you think, well, my name's Macadam. That, that sounds... Uh, if I eyes that up, that's going to work. Uh, I'm macadamising it, <laughs> is what I'm doing. You would hornize it, wouldn't you? Yep. You would Alexanderize it. Yes. I would Evansize it. I think I'd use the Vassos bit. I'd, vas I'd Vassalsize <laughs> I would vassal size. <laughs> I think do you, you already do. Do you vass it? <laughs> so yesterday we were talking about Yorkies and we were talking about Snickers and marathons and things like that. And so Mira uh, sent me a pic yesterday afternoon 
of her fair hands purchasing, well, first of all, brandishing a Snickers and the Yorkie bar, the original Yorkie bar, the blue and the yellow one. But she says, actually, after she's taken the picture, the snap, she deferred to a biscuit and raisin Yorkie, which is the greatest. I have to say, that's the greatest piece of confection, item of confection I've ever had in my life. Um, the thing about Yorkie bars is they used to be massive, didn't they? Oh, were they? Were we just smaller because I was a kid? Mm. No, I think they were massive as well. I think it was it was a, a it was a double. I was always them. slightly intimidated by a Yorkie bar, whereas a Dairy Milk, I knew where I was with that. Yeah, and the thing about the Yorkie bar is that they, you know, it was a trucker's ad, wasn't it? Trucker, big guy, big cab, big truck, big bar. I think that was the subliminal message mm. there. Everything about this is big, and they were big and they were chunky, but they're not anymore. They're about the size of club biscuits. No, they're not. They're a bit bigger than club biscuits. But I love a club biscuit. So do I. Orange. Yeah, we brought some in. The, when you were off, we brought some club biscuits in. We had a club biscuit day. We had a penguin day, club biscuit day, blue ribbon day, breakaway day. Had all that stuff going on. Do you think confection is like, or confectionery is like, you know, um, places? So the kind of places that you found boring as a kid, you find really interesting now, like the countryside and rivers and, you know, seaside walks and, and rambles and yumps and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Uh, whereas, and uh, do you think chocolate bars are the same? Because, you know, if I, if, if my mum put, if we were in a blue ribbon week, I was somewhat underwhelmed by that because they, they're too dry for your mouth, for the good of your mouth, That's aren't they? Fun, but now a blue ribbon, you go, wow, yeah. Or, or the, you know, the cheap sort of, um, the cheap chocolate wafers. Like, you go there and they go, yes, please. And aren't they, aren't they sort of becoming a bit like oysters were? Because oysters used to be, um, they used to be a penny, didn't they? They used to be a penny and they were sold from barrels on the bars of, of pubs that used to be open for the dockers, especially around London and places like that. They were peasant food or peasant snacks or, or working class snacks. And then somebody got hold of them and said, let's just do some alchemy here. And they're now the most expensive things in the world. They really sort of, um, the sort of... Uh, bordering on insignificant chocolate wafers now, they tend to bring a premium in the right packaging, <laughs> don't they? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the Buenos or, you know, the Kinder or... Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's Kinder Buenos. They're usually... You stick an Italian name on, a bit of shiny packaging, Fiverr. Aren't these the cheap ones that we used to get? Aren't they? I'm not saying they're the cheap ones. Do you know what you... I don't. I know what you're you know, I'm alluding to. Yeah. So yesterday I talked about Talk Sport. Because TalkSport are brilliant. We've already talked about them today. TalkSport and TalkSport 2. They're gearing up for Cheltenham is what they're doing. And I talked about TalkSport. And, the, and then I got on a run. TalkSport, TalkSport 2. And then I talked about Talk Radio and Talk TV and Times Radio and Virgin Radio UK and Virgin Radio Anthems and Virgin Radio Chilled and Virgin Radio 80s Plus and Virgin Radio's Pride. And I said, we are the wireless group. The thing is, we're not the wireless group anymore. We're news broadcasting. So there you go. Yes, I knew that. No, you didn't know that because you hadn't Googled it. Because <laughs> the only thing is you know are what you Googled in the last five yep. seconds. We're news broadcasting. There you go. So so there you go. So from now on, we are news broadcasting. It wasn't a rap on the knuckles. It was like, oh, sorry, we forgot to tell you. We're no longer the wireless group. So if you want to set up a few radio stations and you fancy the name wireless group, apparently it's now up for grabs again. We are now news broadcasting. So we can't be NBC, though, can we? Because NBC is in America. Because we can't be the news broadcasting company from, from NBC. Well, if they're corporation, we could well, be company. Not, well, they're, they're, or group. Here's the thing, because NBC in America stands for the National Broadcasting Company, doesn't it? I'm not sure. So can we have the same initials as long as they don't mean the same? Can we be the BBC? Brilliant broadcasting company. Yeah, back <laughs> back on the BBC. Uh, we have a new advert in the papers today, and it features uh, myself, and it features Graham, 
and it features um, lovely Ricky Wilson. Of course, we are not just the, the, those three, uh, uh, but those three characters. We are, of course, the Jane... By the way, Jane Middlemiss, right, who, who, who absolutely smashes afternoons here every afternoon, Monday through Friday, one till four. This Saturday, she's on Celebrity Mastermind. Why isn't she a guest on the show? We've got let's get her on Friday, because Jane Jane's on Celebrity Mastermind. It's already been recorded. Had it not been recorded, Vassal, you could have given her a, you could have given her a few tips. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was on Celebrity Mastermind with the soon-to-be Sir Stanley Johnson. Well, not necessarily. I know it's going through process, isn't it? But Boris did say, "And a knighthood for my oh, dad." No, I think he's. Going, I think the knighthood's <laughs> going to happen. But I think uh, he's uh, he's requested Sir Dad. Because <laughs> it reminds us of Sir Galahad or Sir Galadad, yes. maybe. I'm not quite sure. Can't find the advert. Here we go. Here oh, you go. Here it is. No, it's it's pe- The Sun, page 33. It's a great strap line. Off you go. <laughs> go on. Do, hang on. Do it in your big, your big voice. Go on. Leaving Radio 2. Make us your number one. Um, no, that's because of your intonation there. Yeah, make, make us your number one. No, no. Leaving Radio 2, I are you leaving Radio 2? Not, oh, it sounds like we're leaving Radio 2. We've already well, we we left. We've, yeah. yeah, oh, if, are you leaving? Ah, you okay, can, that's what it means. Now I get it. <laughs> leaving Radio 2, make us your number one. Yes, spring is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the super light collection, the lightest ever shoes from Albert's, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. It's always great to get an imbruglia in your studio, but when an imbruglia comes in, a little bit shabby chic, a little bit sort of um, bespectacled from a sunglasses point of view after a, a rock and roll night out, with the one, the only Katie Tunstall, a few hours ago. <laughs> ah, it's even better. Oh, I thought you were going to know the actual time. No, Because well, Katie's well, manager was threatening to text you. Yeah. Uh, so you were with Katie Tunstall last night at the O2 Shepherds Bush Empire. Did you, did you jump on stage? I jumped on stage. What a laugh! I know. I was so nervous. She's was, amazing, Yeah, no, she, she is amazing. She's amazing. But so are you. You're amazing too. Huh? Why were you nervous? I don't know. I think it's that thing of when you're doing your own show, that's yeah, one yeah, thing. Yeah, one thing. But someone that you're a fan of. Yeah. I mean, I know I've written with her and everything, but I was just like, oh, my God, what if I mess it up? And I was like, Natalie, I had a little chat to myself. Did you? <laughs> At this point in your life, if you can't sing two of your own songs... Yeah. At someone's show, and then I just I said yes, and it was great. Yeah, and it was her crew and her crowd as well. So you've Shepherd's been Bush. respectful. You're thinking, you know, do, do they want me interrupting this? That kind of yeah. thing. But, but of course, I bet they went crazy, didn't they? She's so kind like that. Yeah, she kind of got them all kind of. People love it. you. We love you. <laughs> uh, we love you so much. Vassas has spent all night. He's been up all night too mm. uh, on this intro. 
I have. <laughs> What's it like to rulier the charts with 10 million album sales? What's it like to rulier the masked singer? <laughs> to rulier neighbours? What's it like to rulier Virgin Radio with an international <laughs> Women's Day show at 7pm tonight? What's yeah. it like to Natalie in Brulia? <laughs> Well, we'll take it. We'll take it. Natalie doesn't mind. I love it. Um, so last night, let's, let's talk a bit more about last night before this brilliant documentary. We talk about this documentary that's on tonight, seven o'clock on Virgin Radio for International Women's Day. Was there a sort of <clears throat> International Women's um, Eve vibe around last night around around Katie? Well, I felt the vibes. Did you? I felt the vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Look, she's just an incredible artist and a live performer and someone I've hugely oh, respect amazing. for, you know, how she's handled herself with her career and everything. Yeah, and what I like about it is she's such a free spirit. I know she's, uh, you know, with, with a long-term partner, but they lived in Venice Beach and then they moved up to, to the hills into uh, one of the canyons there. And then they had some fun uh, and then they, they've just decided to move to Santa Fe in New Mexico. Um, I know. And she just literally follows her nose or her spirit, you know, or or, or the vibe or, or whatever, whatever muse comes and tells her to go where next yeah but also i think just how she conducts herself with her career it's mm. a really it's a really hard you've got to stay on it i mean she she produces so much work yep. she's so positive all of the time she really I, don't know, is. I think she's great all right so what's a, what stage of the gig did you go on um, the acoustic part, yeah. kind of halfway Where were we? through. Yeah, kind okay. of halfway through. And did they know? Did and the crowd know you a, were? It's a great three-piece. The vibe is amazing. Yeah. She's got the two musicians that she's playing with. One who's <sighs> plays with the Gorillas, and Andy, the drummer, who's um, with Razor Light. So yeah. the vibe, it was amazing. Lots oh, of pastel colours going on. Lots of dancing. That's a lot of power there with that that uh, trio. Yeah, it's oh, really that's good. That's amazing. It's really and good. And so, so were you a surprise for the audience? Um, I I posted about it just before. Right. So some people would have known. Some people would. Was that like known. a soft launch, just so they knew? <laughs> Is that a bit of insurance? <laughs> we just decided. We took a picture in the dressing room and we just decided to do it before Why the show. Why not? Why yeah. not? But we sang a song that we wrote together for my album Firebird called Nothing Missing. Brilliant. Which was great. And then, of course, we did Torn. You can't not do Torn. And did you stick around? I did stick around. Hence the shades. Hence the shades. <laughs> <laughs> what was the post-show Katie Tunstall action like? It was lovely. Yeah. yeah. My producers were there. We've got a lot of mutual friends and it was just all positive vibes. Is she playing again tonight? Why have I... Have I is she... Guildford I tonight. Don't know. Okay, she's, Guildford, she's, okay. in, she's in the middle of it all. Right, you and this amazing documentary. I haven't heard it yet. I'm going to listen to it tonight, 7 o'clock. Um, I like that you're calling it a documentary. That sounds much more serious. Well, it, it, whatever you want to call it. It's just an hour of uh, gratitude. It's an hour yeah. of uh, reflection, I would imagine. Um, and it's on Virgin Radio tonight, 7pm. International Women's Day special with Natalie and Brulia. Give us some highlights. Wet our appetite, if you don't mind, Natalie. Well, it's hard to pick. I mean, you've got a limited amount of time to pick your favourite artists. So I just picked people that I've got funny anecdotal stories who've influenced either my music or just me as a person, people that I might have got to meet or run into in my youth, like Tori Amos, who I once met in a bathroom before her show. I was like, do I say hello in a, in a bathroom? Let's dive into that. So, so where was the show? Why were you there? Well, there's a funnier story which I talk about on the show. I met her tour manager in a club. I was probably underage in Melbourne. Right. And, uh, and I met her tour manager. Right. And I was like, you're kidding me. Right. You work for Tori Amos. Right. And he stupidly said to an Aussie, 
if ever you're in the UK, yeah. call me. So I did. Can I come stay? <laughs> and he's like, I could have been a serial killer. I said, yeah, but you're not because you're, you're Tori Amos, the store manager. Yeah. And um, he played me music for the first time, took me to the show. And so I, I had this rose quartz crystal because I'm a bit of a hippie, same as Tori. And, and you always have been? Yeah, always right. have been. Where's that come Feathers from? and crystals and I don't know. I was always like that. Nice. And she sings about it. So yeah. I was like, I had a rose quartz crystal to give to her. And I'm in the loo and I'm like, so I give her the crystal. You give her give the, crystal, the crystal, man. Yeah, she was so lovely. So we had a chat in the loo. Not in the loo, <laughs> nice. but, you know. Okay. Um, she is amazing. What's she doing now, Tori Amos? She just put out new music. She's, she's still going. She's incredible. She, was, she landed like fully formed. She was massive, wasn't she? It was that Little Earthquakes album, which I remember oh, being in me. Melbourne listening to that. So, so she's on. She's on there. I hear Mama Cass gets a mention. Mama Cass. Tell me about yes. you, Mama Cass. Um, well, I'm telling all the stories that are on the show. No, good, is no, that all right? Of course it is, yeah. Okay, great. 100%. <laughs> um, basically, my dad, one of the first um, vinyls I was ever given, I was really, really young, and my dad gave it to me and got me all excited. He was getting me this present. It was actually for him. Right. But <laughs> I, <laughs> I was like, God bless I was him. probably four. Right. And I'm like, what is this, Daddy? <laughs> Didn't know what it was. But it's really nice because I wasn't listening to nursery rhymes. I was listening to Mums and the Poppers. I was listening to Carpenters, Beatles when I was really young. So I'm kind of grateful that he was selfish with my birthday presents. Interesting. In so interesting for so many reasons. Because um, the the whole the Mama Cass vibe is very sort of lullaby-like at times anyway. So you don't need nursery rhymes when you've got that kind <laughs> I of... I had Mama Cass singing But you've sleep. got kind of beautiful music going on. you know. And then you mentioned uh, the Beatles. Who was the other... Carpenters. Carpenters. So it just But very melodic, very sort of ethereal, but also sixties music for kids. Kit we we all we've always loved sixties music mm. because it has a certain energy to it and it's quick and it gets on with it. And the vocal harmonies and things like that. Totally. Beautiful. And also I think it's about the what do I know, you're a musician. But it's about the energy you know, in the way the things, the songs were recorded then. They were simple and they crowded around the mic and they had to get on with it. And that somehow, that energy stays in the music. You know, Do you the think old so? school analogue, I think, you know, you've got to move with the times, but there is, is something about the way they used to record music that so you pure. just can't, yeah. And yet it gets on with it. So Stuart, who works, who might, is Stuart in today? I don't know if he's in today. He may have been snowed in somewhere else so he couldn't get out. Uh, but Stuart... I went for a comfort break yesterday. Right, What's a the, comfort? I went for a pee. Oh, and, okay, um, sorry, that's in English. And he said, uh, I, I came out, he said, oh, that was a 60s station pee. <laughs> so what do you mean by that? He said, well, you know, if, you, if you're if DJing on a 60s station, you've got to get on with it because the songs are so short. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that before. It's hilarious. That is brilliant. It is brilliant. So, um, Jodie Mitchell, tell <laughs> me about... Lots of toilet talk Tell me about... Because you know, I had, had this uh, urology appointment yesterday. Oh. I was introduced to urethral milking. Yeah. Sorry? Urethral milking. What? It's highly beneficial as, okay. as one matures. Okay. Yeah, let's leave it there for now. Okay. Um, tell me about you and Joni Mitchell. Mm. <laughs> so I'm giving, again, another story. No, from come the on. Okay. It doesn't matter. So I yeah. loved Joni Mitchell. Yeah. I remember listening to Court and Spark, High Zero, all these albums when I lived in... <sighs> you know, I talk about the first time you're introduced to an artist. Yeah. You can't ever get that back. No. Think about some of your favourite artists the first time you heard them when you were young it's like and magic. impressionable and yeah, and this is back when you used to look at the, the lyrics while you were reading the song. So I actually once left one of her songs on a guy's answering machine. 
Did you, you sing that in I it? Or, or? It's, called, it's called Help Me. The lyrics help me. I think I'm falling in love. <laughs> did you sing it or did you play it? Was I it her? I played her song down the thingy and then hung up. <laughs> it didn't work. Can we, sorry, can we put Rachel's microphone on, please? Did you, did you leave your name or was it just he no, had to guess? It, no, I just left the... <laughs> Did it work? No. Well, because he probably didn't know who it was. was from. Darn that, Jenny Mitchell. Why is Jenny Mitchell calling me? By the way, Jedward, we have still got to the bottom of the Jedward mystery. Jedward keep keep leaving, or one of them, I don't know. Do you see any of us identify as singular? I don't know. Jedward, the Jedward. Jedward. Keep leaving voice messages on members of our team's phones, and we don't know why, but we are impressed with the quality of the line. What do they say? What do they say? Do they sing? I can play them for you now. Okay, oh, so the, please f- do. the first one was left on T- Tilly, who brought you in today. Lovely, yes. t- t- terrific Tilly. Uh, the first one was left by Jedward on sometime between Sunday evening and Monday morning on Tilly's phone. Here we go. This is actual Jedward. We think it's Jedward. Could be deep fake. Who knows? <laughs> hey, Tilly Hughes. Oh, loving your vibes. Honestly, your scarf is such a vibe. And your profile photo, really, really cool. So stay Jepic. Stay Jepic. Stay Jepic. Yeah. And we thought, well, that's interesting. Uh, and what happens next? The next night, Monday night, this happened on Jane's phone. Aussie Jane there, fellow Aussie. Hi. Hi, Aussie Jane. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Woke up to this on Tuesday morning. Hi, Jane. Bobby is a legend. So happy that you both found each other. Loving the smiles, loving the auras. Like, honestly, what a cool second name. Cheese man. Like... Such a cool vibe. You could have been a singer. You could have been an actor. Jane Cheeseman wins the Oscar. Loads of love from Jedward. What is going on with Jedward? I, I think Jedward's trying to be sexy on that one. Yeah. There was a bit of bedroom eyes going on there. Excuse me, Jedward. What do you mean could have been a singer, could have been an actor? She's an amazing producer. She not could have been. She is a bean. She is. She is a bean. She is a bean. <laughs> Um, <laughs> right, okay, who else? Who else tonight? It's like your own Desert oh, Island dish. You get else? to pick your own. Oh. You get to do your own Desert Island dish the show. The hardest part is that obviously there's so many, mm. um, but I kind of just... And we're going for the women because it's International Women's Days. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, Katie Tunstall gets a mention. Um, there's Alanis Morissette because when I was writing my first album, I was in L.A., Yeah. and I remember there was an artist called Poe, there was Alanis Morissette, and then there was Gwen Stefani, yeah. and I just... Alanis vibe. I was into that whole baggy pants, as we know, the androgynous thing. And I was like, yeah, her vibe. That's cool. All right. I, I've so, got to defer to Rachel here. Rachel, over to you because you love Alanis Morissette. Oh, I you? went to see Alanis Morissette last summer with Beth Orton supporting. I love Beth Orton. Oh, well. it was just deep, deep joy. Alanis Morissette is genius. I think when you're a teenager, to have someone like that that you can look up to, uh, you know, she did stand out as being. You know, different and on International Women's Day, she's someone that kind of, you know, she she paved the path for Trailblazer. people like me. Trailblazer. Yes, thank you, that's the word. Absolutely. Sorry, I haven't had a lot you're of sweet. sleep. Stop saying sorry, you're <laughs> amazing. Ticker. You're amazing, Natalie. We're so grateful you even bothered. <laughs> Most people just cancel their make They say, I got COVID, test positive for COVID. <laughs> um, when you were at the Katie Sunstall gig last night, giving it all the beans. Yeah, but, you know, in between then, I got COVID, actually. <laughs> I went to the president offered a Covacino. Yeah, uh, and it gave me COVID. Oh, no, but you turned up. <laughs> of course, it's amazing. So, all right, uh, here we go. Beth Orton or Alanis Morissette? I have to go with Alanis. You have to go with Alanis. Yeah. I would also have to concur. Yeah, Alanis, I would have Alanis to as a as a sort of as somebody to scream sing along to in those oh, moments when you need it. Oh, nobody did. Angry like her. Yeah. If you listen to my album, you, you'll hear a few uh, a few of those. Yeah. 
So, um, how many of the people that feature on your amazing hour of international amazing musical women tonight here on Virgin Radio? And by the way, it'll be on uh, or available thereafter forever um, and ever. Amen. Which is great because that's what that's a that's a brilliant bit of technology nowadays. Um, how many of the, them do you know? Have you met? Have you worked with? Uh, let me see. Well, I have. I didn't meet Mama Cass. Yeah. There's Whitney Houston. Didn't get to meet her. Right. Have you seen the film? Madonna I've met. Sorry? You've seen the film, Whitney Houston's film. I have. Do you like it? Amazing. Yeah, my, my, um, Eli saw it, my 10-year-old, and he said it's off the chain. I mean, that voice, that woman, I I used to do shows for my family when I was a kid, because I remember that first when one of her first albums came out. Oh, I want to dance with somebody and all of that. I used to do shows and try and be Whitney. Could you do it? Could you... I thought I was doing a really good job. I bet you were. I don't think I was. Is there footage? I don't think I was. Is there audio? It. Can we can we go to the audio? Can we? Well, can we I'm it up? sure my family could <laughs> do a number on me because I used to put performances on and get everybody lined up and invite the neighbours and do my Whitney. How long? So, so, so I wanted to be a star. My, from my a very kids young age. do that, mm. right? And they they've got sort of more show than go. You know, they don't know all the lyrics. How much did you know? How much of a student were oh, you? Oh no, I was very yeah, into it. I bet you it. were. I bet you. I bet, she, I bet you were amazing. Go, you know, yeah, yeah. Oh. I mean, so there's Whitney. I'm trying to think. Well, Kylie, obviously. No, well, Madonna, I've you met. mentioned Madonna, who you have met. I have met her. Have you worked with her? <clears throat> no. Okay, she's back, back, back. Are you going to go and see her? Um, the show, She's I'd love tour. to see the show. She's I'd love tour, to see she? the show. Have you seen her? But have I seen her? Have you seen her performing? Not recently. Have you ever seen have her? Have I ever? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I met her after the Grammys. I got nominated for a Grammy, which right. is ridiculous. Excuse me, round of applause. Yeah. How was that night? That was amazing. Pretty darn amazing, I would imagine. And, you know, Bono took me to the uh, Madonna's after party, just as you do. Yeah. I mean... Uh, 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 and she, no, excuse me, was, at her house? No. It was like a Grammy. She did her own party. Right. Madonna can throw her own party and everybody comes after the Grammys. Can you imagine? <laughs> um, with and, Bono. <laughs> I turned up with Bono because I said, I'm not invited. He's like, I'm taking you. Yeah. Come on. Bono um, will get you in. I was about to do an Irish accent and I just thought. <laughs> and so Bono got me to the party. But I do remember her wanting to meet me after the Grammys and kind of having this. I was like, I'm talking to Madonna. This is Madonna. So you're kind of trying to concentrate, but you're like, it's Madonna. What a night. Yeah. What a what a time in your life. Yeah. So what which, what uh, category were you nominated for? Best new artist. Best new artist. I was so sick. I think I had laryngitis. Okay, and you were up, you were up uh, not against. Let's not. Oh, let's not no. against. Your fellow nominees were. That's a nice way of saying well, it. Well, the person that won was. Um, <laughs> Oh, God, Lauren Hill from the Fugees. And wow. I'm like, you know, I wasn't expecting to win. I was happy to be there. Was she at Madonna's party? No. Exactly. No, so who, who was the real winner? <laughs> huh? She didn't know Bono. Imagine meeting Madonna and Bono in one night. It's pretty like, impressive. It's pretty epic. OK, who else? What's, what's, your, what's your biggest... I mean, last night, you know, one of the greatest things about being a performer, I would imagine, a musical performer, is getting up on stage and collaborating with a mate. That must be just wonderful. Uh, pressure's off and sort of on, like you described before, uh, because well, you it's, know, it's not your gig, uh, so it doesn't matter. Oh, no, it matters more because it's somebody else's gig, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, because th- these are people you idolise, and to get to work with her was fantastic, yep. but it's more that you don't want to let them down. Mm. It's one thing you, you let yourself down at your own show, but it just always feels a little bit more intense to be, you know... I got on stage in Australia with Jacob Collier. See, this is what I want to know. Tell us about and, more collaborations oh, now. Jacob Collier, yeah. do you know him? No. 
I've got to be he honest. does these ridiculous vocal harmonies and right. he gets the audience involved. I've, I've never seen anything like it. And with his hand, he's doing that and he's got five-part harmonies going with the audience. So do they go knowing that? that? Are, they, are they aware of the fact that... People think it's set up, but I was there and I was in the audience. I'm like, how are we doing, doing this? this? And he, he's just doing this and we somehow seem to hold the notes Why don't we know about Jacob notes. Collier? Yeah, you've got to, you've got to check Anybody out. Anybody heard of Jacob Collier? OK, Will has. Yeah. Been to a gig, one of his gigs. Where was that? In the O2, the Indigo? Indigo Lounge at the Chris O2. Mar Chris Martin told me about him. I said, I need some inspiration. Oh, Who it. are you listening to? And he said, <laughs> Jacob Collier. I'm obsessed. And this guy's, it's like he's pulling from the ether and he can't get the well, music out fast enough. That's probably what he's enough. doing. That's, prob that's probably how he does it then, I would imagine. Yeah, he's, he's at another level. He's otherworldly. Yeah, it's kind of jazz vibes and, and yeah. He makes it accessible, though. He makes it fun. Are you where you want to be? It seems to me you are. I'm so happy. You seem really... You've always seemed happy, if I'm being honest. Yeah, but I think age is such a great... I'm just way more chilled. If you lean into it. That's the thing, isn't yeah. it? Lean into it. Yeah. Why wouldn't I you? I say yes more. And also, if you hang around long enough, people <laughs> give you an easier time. It's like an old pair of shoes. Have you heard about Sniper's Alley? No. Sniper's Alley. It's in the paper today. OK. You talked about Sniper's Alley, didn't you? You were the first person to talk about Sniper's Alley, I think, Vassos. Sniper's Alley, um, well, it can be many, many things. Obviously, it can be a Sniper's Alley, which is yeah. what you don't want it to be. But metaphorically, um, there's a period in your life from a health point of view where you go through Sniper's Alley because it's anywhere between 35 and 65, <coughs> usually between 45 and 55, depending on your physiognomy or, or, or whatever, uh, your genes. Um, it's when all these things that could curtail your life prematurely come at you you know, conditions, illnesses, whatever it may be, um, consequences of life choices you made or just unfortunate biological conditions. And they come at you. And then apparently if you get through that, you've got through Sniper's Alley and then you get another 25 years. Wow. And, in a, way, and in a way you sort well, how of... How can I read about this? Well, because it's just a thing. It's, it's Sniper's Alley. Is it a, it's an actual thing or it's a... Well, well no, it's a term. It's a term. It's okay. a term. So, you know, like you get the midlife and you go for all your checkups and things like that. Yeah. And you saw, I just you, did that. Yes, exactly. Well, that's a sniper alley thing. Yeah, it is quite point, scary. Like, but you take it I'm on. I'm doing and... a heart scan and you're like, oh, gosh. Yeah. And so, so what, those, mm. what those responsible choices yeah. maybe um, inform you of is changes in your lifestyle you might need to make. Because it's all sort of uh, preemptive, isn't it? That's, that's the thing. That's why I did it. Because you get to a point where you yeah, just exactly. think, you know what, I'm just going to do all the checks. All the make checks. Make sure I'm OK. Yeah, if I need to change anything, I will. Yeah. Because I want to get through snipers. And that's sniper. But you... I think it's also becoming a parent. I think it's... <laughs> I'm sorry, but it is. It is. Because you're not the most important thing. Yeah. I know that's shocking. No, no, because <laughs> I'm, I'm a grandparent. What? Yeah, I'm a grandparent. We have, Are you? I have two grandchildren. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah, seriously. No, bring it on. Bring it on more. It's, wow, it's, that's it's, cool. It is. The more, the merrier. Mm. Honestly, it's like the pack mentality. The more kids there are around, the more they sort of look after each other because they don't want to hang out with us anyway. We're boring. They pretend just, we're not for our own sake. I just love seeing life through their eyes. I do. It's just great. Keeps you young. I do. And yeah, so I think that's really helped chill me out. But believe it or not, yeah, I think no, I, I had kids later. It. Kids? Do I have more than one? <laughs> as far as I know, there's only one. <laughs> I just said kids. It's so cool. Sorry. Yeah, but you're shabby chic today because <laughs> yeah. you were on stage with Katie Tilson. Dusty. Sorry, I do apologise because because um, I sort of uh, took us off track there, sort of Sniper's Alley from a, um, a health point of view. But it's similar in showbiz. Stick. Mm. It's a, there is a Sniper's Alley's there. moment, isn't there? You listen. Yes. It's a bit different from me and you. You've yeah. always been popular. But when you do, 
right? <laughs> so, you can do anything no, and you It's so it's true. <laughs> On the fingers up. Even when you were... I, I'm pointing. Yes. Even when you were naughty, you were popular. Yes. You could just do anything. Yes. But for a female None woman of that on is International Women's Day... But no, it's true. But... <laughs> International Women's Day yep. for a woman mm. in the music industry, mm. and mm. I don't want to get too political about it. No, nope, fair enough. You know, you cop a lot of slack, and there was a misogyny when I was kind of coming up through the ranks yeah. that you have to endure. Yeah. Um, and it's just nice to kind of get to a, a, a maturity and also the changes in the industry where you feel like, you know, it's just an how, acceptance. How much has it changed? Um, has it changed nearly enough? How far does it have to go? It's changed, but I also do think that younger women in in this industry get a harder time. And I think as you get older, there seems to be... Like, I used to get interviewed and sometimes it felt like a battle. Yeah. And I just, it's, I don't get that anymore. But is that just because I'm old? Do you think it's also <laughs> women being in positions of influence within the industry? You know, so you have you have um, women who are now running radio stations more than before. You yeah. have women who are in more pivotal positions in record companies more than before. Because that's, yeah. that's got to be important, hasn't it? And I think it's just an evolution. It's a really nice... Things have changed and progressed. And, you know, there's still a long way to go in some areas. But I just, from what I'm observing... Um, you know, it, it's 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 nice nicer for women coming up through the ranks, which is great. What do you do when you responsibly still turn up for a radio show like this after having far too much fun the night before? <laughs> what do you do now after this? After this? And a recovery day. <laughs> do you know what time of night I had? I actually had more than half a pizza. Right. When I got back to the hotel room. Didn't right. I, Sam? She's nodding. Because she only had two pieces. Is that a big smart. deal for you? So I was going to say have breakfast, but I'm still full from the pizza. I'm going to go home and see my son. I'm right. going to just straight back to him. And when are you next musicking yourself? Studio when am I next or... musicking myself? I'm I'm going into the writing phase because I've obviously I'm going to do some new music right. this year. I've got loads of shows lined up for the summer, lots Brilliant. of festivals. You're the best. Um, so yeah, it's a great year um, okay. already for music for me. I don't know what I don't know when my first one is, Sam. Soon, she's trying to talk to me. I can't hear her. Beginning anyway, of May is when you're May. next on stage. And um, will you be, you know, as far as your set's concerned, do you revisit that every year? Do you change it every year? Well, last year was fun because it was 25 years I left in the middle. Of course middle. it was, yeah. So I did a lot of songs that I don't normally do in the right. set, which was great. Do people love that? They do love that. Excellent. They do, and I did B-sides and things like that. Yeah. But I'll change it again this year. I've got a great band, so you can kind of just kind of change it all the time, which is fun. Okay, and having won The Masked Singer, <clears throat> um, do you then... Are you a fan of it more than you were? Did you watch the last series? Did you see Ricky Wilson come second? I was in Australia and I was devastated because I really wanted to be guest judge. Oh, well, and you got, would have been. I would have been guest right. judge, devastated. And I'm really sorry to everyone at Mars Singer, but I got asked to sing with Andrea Bocelli and I couldn't say no, so I was in Australia Darn singing with one Bocelli. of the best oh opera singers goodness. in the world. That talk about nervous. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, you know, then I had his wife saying, come on, you need to be more... And I'm like, but I'm frightened. It's all right for you. I'm like, I don't want to bum his... Like, bum? I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to ruin his top notes. Because she's saying, you know, you know, touch him and all of that on stage because I look so stiff. Yes. But imagine an opera singer with yes. a voice like that. Yes. What if I bumped him and then he hit a wrong I note? I mean, she meant well, but the way she was... Communicating well, then I was on the last show. I got it right because I was like, Okay, the wife's telling me. How many times did you perform with him? Three times. times. I did two shows with an orchestra. Nice. Um, but watching someone like that sing was just 
Lots of Aussies and Brits who straddle Australia and Britain seem to have that seems to be a really sort of nice combo. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially in this industry. What is it about about the UK and Australia that seems to have such synergy? We live on this island away from everything. So we've got, you know, you either want to go to America or UK and Europe. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I think in this industry, a lot of us end up here. And (laughs) yeah, I don't know. It's great because it's connected to, to more places. Like you have more of an influence of other parts of the world. When you're in Australia, if you think about it, you're... But Brits seem to go down very well in Australia. Like a lot of UK comedians are, are as big, if not bigger, in Australia than Jimmy they are. Jimmy Carr's out there now. Yeah, I, I saw him on the project. I saw him on his little knitted Jimmy Carr that he takes everywhere with him. Well, uh, <laughs> have you seen it? No, I haven't. So when, when instead of doing a selfie on Instagram, he has his little knitted Jimmy Carr. The, oh my god! Which is I think it's hilarious. But his sense of humour would be so well received down under. Because, well, I mean, they love a bit of. Controversial, cutting, kind, kind of, of on the edge yeah, yeah, yeah. humor. I saw he was on the project, which is one of the biggest um, TV shows, right. kind of um, panel shows in Australia. And right. I and he was just did he kill it? Because he's on the edge, yeah, and they love that there. So clever, isn't exactly. he? Um, have you seen Chris Hemsworth's documentary on sharks? No, it's awesome. Okay, right? and I can't remember where he filmed it. Would it be a Gold Coast thing? Would that be a Gold Coast? Byron thing? Bay, maybe? Byron Bay, Byron Bay. Now here's my question. Here's my question. Um, in it, he's in a house, right? <clears throat> and the house yeah. is beautiful. It's, like, it's huge. Well, hang on a second. It's it's stunning, right? And you think, that's clearly his house, where he's doing that from. And you think, but what do he do from his house? Of course, because that's a gorgeous house. It must be his house. So you Google his house, and his house is 10 times nice, nicer than the house I thought was the nicest house I've ever seen. Have you been to his house? I haven't been to his house. <laughs> You've been past this house. Because I have property in Byron Bay. <laughs> right. And they, so my friend is a pilot, and so he takes me up in a chopper. Oh, and he, I've seen it from the helicopter. <laughs> did you, did it's you say? Ginormous. Did you say, can we go over Chris Hemsworth's house, or did he well, just say? Well, actually, because yeah, I, I said, can we go shark spotting? Don't ever do that. Speaking okay. of sharks, right. I saw eleven. <laughs> I saw 11. <laughs> They're everywhere. And I was like, why would you ever get in the water? But, um, They're everywhere. There's a guy called the Malibu Artist who who operates out of the Shark um, Centre in yeah. Malibu and he sends up a drone every day and he says if you are swimming off um, uh, Doom Point, yeah. you will be swimming around sharks. You just start. But we always have been. We just didn't have drones. We just didn't know about it. I wish I didn't know about it. I wish I didn't no. go in the chopper and have a look for them. That's but they're I... behind the whitewash, so they're yeah. so far out. It's not like... Anyway, know. back to Chris Hemsworth House and you having I've a... I've not been to the house. Having a nosy. Chris, if you're listening... Um, next time I'm in Byron, <laughs> invite me over. Now, Byron Bay to me, because Colwyn Bay, we have a, in Wales, we have Colwyn Bay, which is about, I don't know, a quarter of a mile. So I'm thinking Byron Bay, maybe a bit bigger, so Australia, maybe a mile. Sorry, what was the question? How, how big is Byron Bay? Is it about a, about a mile? I don't long? know. It's small. So it is small. It's small, but everybody, because Chris moved there, right. now everybody, <laughs> Hollywood's trying to move into... The Hemsworth effect. The Hemsworth effect. Right. So, yeah, so more paparazzi. I sound like I'm being mean now. There was paparazzi before, but, yeah. you know, he's a massive star. He also seems extremely nice. He is, very down do you know to him? earth. Do you know him well? I do know him. And and his brother was, as well. I was at the... I, Liam, yes. Yeah. I was at the uh, Actors Awards. I performed at the Actors Awards whilst I was in Australia, right. and he won an award, and I congratulated him when he came off stage. He's done so well. He's done very well. Okay, um, you've done very well, and I hope it continues literally forever. Uh, Thank y- you. You and all your kids... 
Or my kids. <laughs> I mean, dusty or what? Yeah. Uh, well done. Thanks for coming in. You didn't need to today. You didn't need to come in I today. Love, listen, I know. I know. Any time you invite me, I will be here. Thank you very much, Natalie and Brulia. International Women's Day, a special tonight, 7pm on Virgin Radio. Uh, the women who have influenced uh, and inspired the great Natalie and Brulia, who is now doing the same, which is the best thing you can do. Pay it forward. 